This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3145 for Friday the 21st of August 2020. Today's show is entitled, A Light Bulb Moment, Part 1. It is hosted by Mr. X, and is about 11 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, Finding the Working Voltage of a Bulb. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Welcome, Hacker Public Radio audience. My name is Mr. X, and welcome to this podcast. As usual, I'd like to start by thanking the people at HPR for making this service available to us all. HPR is a community-led podcast provided by the community for the community. That means you can contribute too. Why don't you just pick up a microphone, uh, any recording device, uh, and um, send something in. I'm sure you must have something that's uh, worthwhile uh, sending in. If I can do that sort of thing, I'm so sure you can. Uh, and uh, right now, I'm sure a lot of you will have a bit more spare time on your hands because of the thing that's going on. The thing that I won't talk about. Anyway, on with the show. Um, so this podcast came about uh, because of an email I received for from our good friend Dave Morris uh, on the 4th. 4th of March no less Uh, this is currently the 30th of March Uh, so it's taken a wee while to pull this show together and heaven knows when this will actually get uh, uh, uploaded but uh, anyway that that upshot of it was that um, Dave came into possession of an illuminated lantern uh, that he wanted to use he had a problem however as uh, the lantern in question was sealed and he didn't know the working voltage of the bulb within. Um, he asked me if there was a way of working it out. Well, first of all, before I go any further, I should probably say I'm not a bulb expert. However, I set about doing a little investigating. Uh, what I discovered was that calculating this is not as straightforward as you might think. Um, one thing you might think to do is to use a meter to measure the resistance of the bulb. Even doing this, however, is fraught with difficulty because measuring the resistance of a cold bulb not working at temperature will give a misleading answer. Uh, This is because the resistance of a standard bulb changes with temperature. And I can demonstrate this by measuring the resistance of two bulbs I have lying around the house. So the first bulb I I have is uh, 
is a clear traditional bayonet tungsten filament house bulb uh, rated at 40 watts. I live in the UK, so its operating voltage is 240 volts. I use my trusty Fluke 77 digital ohmmeter, but any meter capable of measuring resistance will do. The bulb at room temperature measured a resistance of 108 ohms. The other bulb was a halogen E14 screw-in bulb rated at 28 watts, and its operating voltage, like the previous bulb, was 240 volts. Its measured resistance at room temperature was 144 ohms. Okay, so from 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 this we can do a few calculations. There's a couple of formulae that uh, that we could uh, put to use. Uh, there's the standard Ohm's law, VIR, and the power PVI sort of thing. Um, so what I've done is I've drawn this diagram, the, the diagrams for the two uh, formulae, and I'll include that in the show notes. Um, these were created using LibreOffice Draw. Uh, version 6073 uh, it's not too bad actually I haven't really tried anything like that before uh, so that was a bit of fun um, so the, the, an easy way of, of dealing with these formulae uh, is to and I'll describe the diagrams that I've created if you if you think of a, an equilateral triangle is a big word and uh, so you've got this triangle and you split it horizontally um, with a line uh, so you've, not, you've got two sections you've got an upper section and a lower section it's a horizontal line that bisects the equilateral triangle in the mid point does that make sense? Um, now on the bottom in the bottom area bottom section uh, draw a vertical line uh, to split that lower section in two so you now have three areas a top a bottom left and a bottom right in the top, you put a V for volts. On the bottom left, you put an I f- for current or amps. And in the bottom right, you put an R for resistance in ohms. So we know the voltage and we know the resistance. What we don't know is the current. So, uh, you know, with one of these diagrams, what you do is, if you want to know the current, you stick a thumb over the I and what's left is the V on the top and the R underneath, so it's V divided by R. So, 240 volts divided by R, which is 108 ohms, that comes out with a current of 2.2 amps. So, that uh, bulb, if it had a steady uh, resistance of 108 ohms, would in theory draw 2.2 amps. Now, uh, the next formula, which, again, the same triangle, but you put different letters on it. You, you put P, V, and I. P for power, which is measured in watts. That's in the top segment. The bottom left segment, you put V for volts. And the bottom right, you put I for current. So, <coughs> putting your thumb over the P, the, the top section, you can find that by multiplying... V times I. So that's 240 volts times 2.2 amps, because remember we already calculated that. And that comes out at 528 watts. Well, that's not quite right, is it? 528 watt bulb? I don't think so. 
Um, I think it was a six. Did I say it was a six, sixty watt? Um, what did I say forty watt? In fact, so that's complete nonsense. So what happens is as the resistance of the bulb, sorry, as the temperature of the bulb goes up, uh, the resistance also goes up. Um, so you, you can't do that. Again, we'll do it for the halogen one as well. So um, we've got uh, 240 volts V divided by R. Uh, it's 240 volts divided by 144 ohms. That comes in at 1.7 amps. That's for the halogen one. So then you go to the second formula, which is uh, V times I for, for the power or watts. So that's 240 volts times 1.7 and that comes out at 408 watts. Again, rubbish, that's, that's not any good. Uh, so, I did a wee bit digging around, and uh, as per usual, I used Google and came up with uh, uh, somebody who asked a very similar sort of questions on uh, candlepowerforums.com. They obviously specialise on in electrical bulbs and whatnot. I, I'd only kind of glance that I don't know what their uh, forte is, but yeah, it seems like there's a forum for just about anything you, you can think of. Um, and so one person on, I'll, I'll put that link in the show notes, obviously. Um, one person on the forum made the point that there really isn't such a thing as a working voltage. It just depends on how long you want the bulb to last. For this reason, I always turn down the brightness on any car I own that has dimmable dashboard lights. Uh, changing these bulbs can be a real pain and can be expensive. Sometimes a stated working voltage for a bulb can be misleading. For example, a car bulb will often state a working voltage of 12 volts, but is likely to be running at a higher voltage when the engine is running due to the operation of the car's alternator. Another person suggested trying to estimate the length of the filament and using, using this to determine the working voltage. Yet somebody else suggested just using a variable supply and to just slowly increase the voltage until a reasonable amount of light is generated. This might be quite simple if it's a low voltage bulb and you could even use some batteries lying around connecting them in series, adding one batch at a time until the required brightness is achieved. It isn't so simple if the bulb requires a higher voltage. In the end, I just passed this information on to Dave, wishing him luck in his path to discovering the optimal working voltage for his lantern. Um, feel free to write a comment if any of you out there have any other ideas on finding the working voltage of a bulb. This way, it can be shared with the rest of us during the community news. Better still, send in your own show. So there we go. That That's, that's the end of this podcast this will probably just but might well be a multi-part show because uh, um, there's quite a bit to uh, two bulbs I'll maybe cover them in, in later shows um, so stay tuned um, anyway thanks for listening to this and I hope you found it kind of interesting and uh, if you want to contact me I can be contacted at, contacted at Mr X at hpr at googlemail.com that's m-r-x a-t h-p-r the at symbol 
googlemail.com. So until next time, thank you and goodbye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.